Is he talking trash? No, it's just Scott being Scott. It's time for Inez Says. And welcome back to the Inez Says podcast here in the WDBO app. I appreciate your time today. We are taping on a Thursday morning, the morning after the presidential or the vice presidential debate of last night. And um, it's, it's, it's one of the reasons why I have a love-hate relationship with politics. It's always about the media, right? It's always the media's fault. And, and I kid, but it, it is true. Like if you woke up this morning and you expected to read some kind of objective postmortem on the vice presidential debate, you're, you're not going to find it in the mainstream. You're just not going to find it in the mainstream. But let me tell you this. Vice President Mike Pence clearly won that debate on Wednesday night. And I'll tell you why coming up. What I want to give you today is my three big takeaways from the vice presidential debate last night in Salt Lake City. Number one, I wish Mike Pence were president. Now, all you President Trump lovers out there, don't get me wrong. I love President Trump's policies. What I don't love is how he gets there. Even this morning with the president saying that he's not going to do the virtual debate with Joe Biden on October 15th, a debate that was scheduled for Miami. Uh, The commission now says it's going to be a virtual debate. We learned later on on Thursday that both President Trump and Joe Biden said they're both out of a virtual debate. And then the Trump campaign came back suggesting that they delay the final two debates. No response from Joe Biden as of yet. When I say I wish that Mike Pence were president even i get tired of the tweets and the bluster and the lack of communication skills from president trump i do again i i told you from the get-go that i was going to be a straight shooter on this podcast and i'm not an ideologue but but then i look over to the other side of the aisle and think the alternative is a 78 year old walking zombie i mean no no offense in all due respect but joe biden is basically a puppet a puppet of the radical left that is getting more and more radical by the day. A guy who eventually is going to be replaced, folks, by that woman we saw on stage last night, Kamala Harris. Again, let's tell it like it is. How many of you, how many of you believe that Joe Biden will make it through a potential first term as president? I don't see any hands. So the woman we saw on the stage last night, Kamala Harris, I believe eventually will become president of the United States if Biden is elected here in about three weeks or so. And that frightens me to no end. Now, I'll tell you why coming up. But back to Mike Pence. The man is so steady, classy, respectful, smart, command of the English language. And he showed last night, he is a fierce debater. And that's what you miss in politics. You miss the civility. That's what Mike Pence brings to the table. A pro's pro. He was skilled. He was disciplined. And I hope President Trump takes a page out of Mike Pence's book for future debates if we have those debates. But when Kamala Harris would say something objectionable last night, he didn't bull his way into the conversation. He bided his time. He waited and he circled back. He was measured. And on the other side, Senator Harris at times on the split screen was seen smiling and kind of shaking her head. And I thought she appeared very condescending. Couldn't be more impressed with Mike Pence. He won the debate on Wednesday night. Now, in the end, does it really matter? Will it sway the minuscule percentage of voters out there who are undecided at this time? Eh, probably not. Typically, vice presidential debates don't move the meter either way. But the win goes to Mike Pence. Now, number two, it's time to change the format of these debates. It's time. 
And I know many of you were all over Chris Wallace during the first debate, thinking that many of the questions came from a liberal slant. I was one who did not agree. Wallace didn't have a great night by any means, but I, I've known Chris Wallace over the years to be one of the few down-the-middle journalists of our time. The same cannot be said for USA Today Susan Page last night. I thought she was awful. I thought she was all, and, and when I say awful, while she did gain control of the debate in terms of the time clock, the questions that she asked were so skewed as if they were taken right out of the Democratic playbook. We got to come up with a better system here. This ain't working. And I know a lot of people laughed when Joe Rogan, the, the, the you know famous podcaster and comedian and whatnot, volunteered to, to moderate a presidential debate. Maybe that's where we need to go here. Because here we are, you know, back with the whole climate change, existential threat questions, Breonna Taylor question, the peaceful transition of power. It's Democrat Playbook 101. The most important question of the night last night, at least to me, was a question that the moderator did not ask. It was a question that Mike Pence had to ask Kamala Harris because Pence knew that the question would not come from Susan Page. And that was, will you pack the Supreme Court? And by the way, Kamala Harris had two opportunities to answer the question. She did not answer it. I'll have more on that coming up. But it's time we did away with this format of these so-called debates. It's time we get the stodgy, inside-the-beltway so-called journalists out of there. Or, or, or change the format to where the moderator throws out a topic and boom, allow the candidates to fight it out. That's what we all want to see. We want to see a conversation. We want to see how these people differ in their views. And yes, we wouldn't mind seeing politicians playing gotcha instead of so-called journalists. But I thought Wednesday night's vice presidential debate was a good one, much more civil than last week's presidential debate. It's time to change the system because it ain't working. And you know what? The more I think about a Joe Rogan debate, the more I like the idea. Let the candidates dictate to each other instead of the moderator dictating. So that's number two. Third and final. I want to get into what I thought was the seminal moment of the entire debate last night, and that is when the vice president, not the so-called journalist Susan Page, when the vice president had to ask Senator Harris about whether the Dems plan on packing the court if they get elected. That was frightening to me. Now, before I address that one key moment of the debates so far, let's talk about Kamala Harris. I thought she was well-prepared. I thought she came out of the gate strong when she kind of got the upper hand in talking about coronavirus. But the more the debate went on, the more the vice president took advantage of his opportunities, and she gave him tons, not the least of which was when the vice president knocked her back on the ropes with the question about packing the court. Joe Biden refused to answer the question, and now we have Kamala Harris on record not answering the question twice that speaks volumes here was the exchange last night in the vice presidential debate if judge amy coney barrett is confirmed to the supreme court of the united states are you and joe biden going to pack the supreme court to get your way i'm so glad we went through a little history lesson let's do that a little more in 1864 well, i'd like you to answer the question no, mr yes, vice she, president i'm please, speaking please, i'm speaking okay in 1864 one of the, I think, political heroes, certainly of the president, I, I assume of you also, Mr. Vice President, is Abraham Lincoln. Mm -hmm. Abraham Lincoln was up for re-election. And it was 27 days before the election. And a seat became open on the United States Supreme Court. 
Abraham Lincoln's party was in charge not only of the White House, but the Senate. But Honest Abe said, it's not the right thing to do. The American people deserve to make the decision about who will be the next president of the United States. And then that person can select who will serve for a lifetime on the highest court of our land. Vice President Pence would press Kamala Harris on the topic, and she wouldn't answer the question again. She gave that comment about honest Abe. It's not the right thing to do. Go back in the history books from 1864 and check out the real history. It never happened, folks. It never happened. That was a a tap dance. That was a dodge. And let me say this. Doesn't matter whether you're a Democrat or Republican. That non-answer that you just heard right there, that non-answer that we heard from Joe Biden, that should frighten all of us, Democrat or Republican. Now, the Dems will come back with, well, Pence didn't answer the question about whether Trump is going to relinquish power if he loses the election. Yeah, he kind of dodged that question. But keep this in mind. If this is a fair election, Trump is going to go quietly. If this is not, if there are issues with those universal ballots, he's going to challenge this in court. You know it's coming. And frankly, I would do the same thing if I were railroaded by the Dems at every turn for three and a half years of my presidency. I wouldn't trust anything coming from the other side of the aisle. But back to Kamala Harris and her stunning refusal to answer that question, whether she's going to pack the courts or not. Is she bluffing? Is Joe Biden bluffing? If and when the Republicans press play and go forward with the confirmation of Amy Coney Barrett as Supreme Court justice, and they very well should, by the way, would the Dems do the unthinkable and pack the court, meaning putting more than nine justices on the court, be it whatever it is, 10, 12, 15, 18, whatever the number may be. And would they also do something that Chuck Schumer and others have floated out there? And that is to make Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico the 51st and 52nd states of America, which would in effect cancel out the Republican Party. That's it. It's over. What that would do would would be to transform our two-party system into a one-party system. Is there anybody out there other than the radical left who wants to see that? Because I know I don't. Now, I have a buddy who is a Democrat, great guy, and he tells me, Scott, look, don't listen to that. It's all bluster. It's a threat. They're not going to do that. That's all they have in their arsenal right now because Coney Barrett is such an impeccable Supreme Court justice. That's all they have to hang over your head. Don't get involved with that. I got to tell you, I hope he's right. But after watching what the Dems have done to President Trump over the last three and a half years, trying to corner him at every turn, sticking Trump colleagues in jail, showing up to their houses with CNN cameras in the wee hours of the morning, using this silly Russian dossier as the basis for a ridiculous impeachment, the way they tried to butcher Justice Kavanaugh and his family, the way this party as a whole has totally and utterly ignored the violence that has erupted on our streets over the last several months, you want me to trust that party? You want me to trust those people? I'm sorry. I may be overreacting. I'm not going to do it. I do believe that Amy Coney Barrett will be confirmed in the Senate. I also believe that if the Dems gain the power in the White House, they will, in effect, try to get even, if you will, by attempting to move the goalpost yet again and packing the Supreme Court and adding two states. Because this is what they do. They can't win by the rules, so they change the rules. The radical left will continue to try to tear down the building blocks of our great institutions. And if that happens, folks, if that happens, if they pack the court and add two states, you thought the Trump revolution was a key point in the history of the United States? You thought we were divided now? Just wait, because I'm telling you, 
that a majority of Americans will not, on both sides, will not stand for our institutions being toppled in a political power play. So I hope my Democrat friend is right. I hope it's a threat. I hope it's bluster. But in all, a very good night for Vice President Mike Pence on Wednesday night. Will it have any bearing on the election? That's tough to tell. Traditionally, vice presidential debates don't move the meter. So probably not that much. But I came away from that debate last night incredibly impressed by Mike Pence, his demeanor, his skillful debating, by his civility. And I, I got to tell you, if Mike Pence is running for president in 2024, he's got my vote. All right, that's going to do it for the Inez Says Pod here. I appreciate you being with us, and we will see you next time.